WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF for the Weekend Gardener, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. We're at Camco Landscape Supplies in Pittsburgh, outside of Pittsburgh, between uh, Siler City and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh address, and the address is Cameron. Uh, 7688 U.S. Highway 64. Yeah. Very easy to find as long as you're not driving too fast. Uh, it's you know you don't want to drive too fast on sixty. Well, come the, uh, I held I, it down I, this morning. I, I, I know I, a, a fellow named Mike Rader that loves to put the pedal to the metal, but you drove very moderately this morning. Well, I, you know, Melissa, I, I, Melissa's got a pretty big vehicle and it it just doesn't handle yeah. the same way. So I drive slower. You can't. Just like your father was a great race car driver. He well, I don't know if it was great. He. He, well, drove, race, he drove. He drove race cars. He owned some race cars, but he uh, he certainly drove fast on the highway. By the way, we we've got a man named James Van, friend of mine, who is a lawyer in Raleigh, who's a great listener to this show. James, good morning. And want to say hello to James. Yeah, he's uh, he's a devoted weekend gardener listener. Good for him. And well, maybe he gets some some legal tips here and there. Things angles he can use. Yeah. Arguments it, it, his is good as you pay for. I said mine. If mine's free, that's what you paid for. Speaking of which, what's our uh, Cliff Joyner saying? Yeah, let's day? let's see what Cliff Joyner is doing today. Uh, Cliff Joyner says there is no nothing in the world so there is nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humor. That's right. And that? Yeah, we, we yeah, have a lot of that. Wonderful cliff. No, and the one that I get requested the most, they, they, they asked me over and over again to, to read this one again. Uh, and I, I've got to find it here. It's about if, if you're not, not going to be part of the solution, get out of the way. I can't remember exactly what it said. Uh, people who say it cannot be done should not interrupt those who are doing it. <laughs> that's now, right. you, now, absolutely. Yeah. Now that, that's the, I get requests for that one all the time. And then George Bernard Shaw said that. Oh, well. I'm, Charles Lindbergh ran into a few people like that. Yes, he did. He certainly did. <laughs> oh, I bet that. And Miller, Millard Fillmore said the one today, and, and I'll bet you... That's probably the only thing he ever said. Well, Millard Fillmore was, was what era was he president? It was somewhere in the he was, 1880s uh, the late, late, late or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so, probably the only thing he ever said. I think he was before Garfield, wasn't he? 
Now, now this is what he said. An honorable defeat is better than a dishonorable victory. Well, he knew about defeat. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was defeated the day he took office. Uh, so, uh, Miss Monica is with us out of the State Farm. Oh, Department great. Uh, great. Monica, how you doing? Good morning. Yes, ma'am. It is a good morning. And we've had a lot of good mornings in, in this uh, month of October, haven't we? There has been. Um, what a beautiful days. Um, we've had a pretty good weather all month long. Yeah. So what's going on there this morning? You got got some apples? Boy, I've eaten the, the steaming wine sap apples lately. We do. We've got a lot of varieties of apples coming in right now. Um, delicious apples. And it's like I always say, you can find one to satisfy any taste buds you may have, whether you like sweet or a little bit more tart. You can definitely find all those varieties. And Ones that are better for cooking, um, some that might be a little bit better for making um, applesauce or some <coughs> looks like to make apple butter or those famous apple jacks. Um, they can tell you exactly what variety is better to, to do all those things. And we have apple cider also, which is something I, I enjoy on a cold day. It's just a hot cup of apple cider, nothing better than that. Yeah, it, and you have still have some vegetables out there too, I'm sure. We do. Um, of course, some of the summer crops are still hanging on. Um, after this week, I know some of them were really working hard trying to get everything out of the field that they could possibly possibly harvest <clears throat> before the, the little cold snap that we had. And um, just depending on where the farmers were, you know, of course, it's going to determine how much they were affected by that. A lot of our farmers are more southeast of, of Raleigh, and um, some of them may not have been affected quite as much. Um, but we still do have tomatoes and peppers, eggplant, squash, cucumbers, a few green beans coming in. And um, so come and get those things while they are here because they will not last much longer. I know one of our vendors that does some of the German Johnson tomatoes and that sort of thing, I think they they have harvested all of those and um, have have here what they're going to have um, for the rest of the season. So. Be sure to come out and get them while they're, while they're here. And if you haven't done that canning and freezing for the winter yet, you still have time. There's still um, tomatoes and things like that that you can buy by the case um, in order to, to get some of those canned or frozen <coughs> or ever how you may like them so you can enjoy that North Carolina freshness all winter long. Do you do any canning? Do I? Yeah. I do a little here and there from time to time. Um, again, it's one of those things of just having time to do it. That's right. Melissa does some, and and her her mom, of course, uh, did a lot. It's mm -hmm. it's really it's really not that hard to do. It's, it's not, not it's not real time consuming, but yeah. And um, you know, there's a lot of um, information out there. If it's something you've never done before, if you've never canned or you've never you know done the freezing, um, you can go to the North Carolina Cooperative Extension Service website. Um, through NC State, and there's a lot of different resources out there to help you through that and to give you some good tips and advice on, on how to properly do so. Um, you have a county extension office in every county in North Carolina, so take advantage of those services and look. Some of them offer canning classes <coughs> and things like that from time to time, so look that up and, um, and maybe take one of those classes and, and learn a little bit. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of our farmers out here that It'll talk to you about all that and offer some free advice on how they how they do all that. They have a lot of great tips on what they do and how they preserve their their products also. 
Well, canning is coming back, Mark. I've noticed it it's just in suburban areas. And if anything lived, grew, moved, or crawled, my mama would can it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it was so good to have uh, that canned vegetable beef soup on a cold February night. And she canned everything. You didn't have any salamander in that vegetable soup. I believe it, if she could have like it, she would have put it in there. And uh, I remember a time when we had the community freezer locker. Anybody out there remember that? Before the advent of everybody having a, their own freezer at home, you had a local freezer locker. It looked like a uh, sort of like a post office. You had your own box. You put your stuff in it. And I remember my mama saying, now, Walter, go up there on, on, on uh, Friday night and, and get some beef out of that freezer locker. And so you took your little key and opened up the freezer and got your stuff out. And then everybody had a freezer. Mama, had, mama finally got one for the beef and two for the vegetables. We had to put in an extra wiring in the basement because she was going to put up enough. She grew up raising six kids and always enough for five other families is what good country folks did. Yeah. And we never went without anything to eat in the middle of winter that wasn't just as good as it was coming out of the patch. Wow. How about right. that? You can yeah. preserve it and make it just as good, that's for sure. So uh, yeah. what else you have out there this morning under the farmer's buildings? Uh, sweet potatoes are another um, hot commodity this time of year. Of course, we have all the, the fresh crop of sweet potatoes coming in and um, different varieties of those. Um, there's even some of the purple sweet potatoes down there, the oriental ones, and of course, your traditional orange, and we have some of the white sweet potatoes, um, some of the, even the old-fashioned white sweet potatoes as well. Collards are coming in. I'm seeing a few heads of those popping in here and there, and, of course, the bundles of, of leaves. Um, we have broccoli and cauliflower, spinach, kale, all those wonderful oh, things kale. coming in. Um, mushrooms are something that we're seeing popping in this morning, as well as you know, we're talking about canning ourselves, but we do have a lot of vendors here that offer canned products also. Already canned, all that work taken out of it. And so um, you can find different canned vegetables um, throughout the market also. Uh, we have meats and cheeses, um, some down in our farmer's area, some up in our market shops that are from local farms. Um, various different meat, chicken, beef, pork. Um, you can also find, of course, lots and lots of pumpkins are still here. Um, if you're looking to decorate or maybe need some to carve um, for Halloween, but I think we're only about a, a week or so away from now, um, definitely can come out and find all shapes and sizes of pumpkins. If you're having a fall festival or maybe something you just need to decorate and do some centerpieces for tables, we have it all exactly what you need right here to decorate with. Mums, still a huge and beautiful selection of mums coming in. Gourds, bales of straw, corn stalks. And we have those beautiful pansies um, to replace all those summer plantings that everyone did. Um, I would say that they're probably maybe ready to be replaced in some places. And if so, you can get those pansies so you can enjoy those this winter. Well, Monica, I went uh, about a week ago to speak to the Kiwanis Club of Rocky Mount. And the, everybody loved my Crayley. And one of my had a gift box or bucket. And in there were three packs of Ash County Cheddar Cheese Curds. Uh-huh. So Did you I, eat them on the way home? Or? I ate one bag of very, very 
much on the way home. And I highly recommend them about it. So you had visitors from Rocky Mount, and I think a little birdie named Mike Rowley told them what to put in that bucket. Uh-oh. So they had some cigars. I was consulted, yeah. I must admit. So everything that I talk about on the radio that I love was in that little orange bucket. Wonderful. Okay. How about that? What a leather briefcase. <laughs> Just about. Uh, yeah. I, I, I had a, a fancy, fancy cigar thing that's a little carry-on humidor. Wow. Now, can you believe that? that? Gosh, those people are so nice down there. Mrs. Valentine, all those wonderful people, the Qantas Club. And uh, maybe you should carry that little bucket instead of the pink bag that you carry. Well, I, I should have done that this morning. It yeah. Would, it would have fit right in here. I think it would have. And I could have home a, a load of... Uh, that wonderful stuff that, that Debbie sells. Yeah, Permatil and all Permatil. the landscape supplies here. And Gosh. Uh, which we're going to talk about more coming up. Uh, let's move up to the market shops. And what's up there? Good coffee? A lot of things. Oh, there is. Um, 321 Coffee, you got to stop by and enjoy a cup of coffee with those guys. Um, great group of NC State students that are doing a wonderful job and um, working there diligently to um, bring a wonderful product to everyone and to help the community with a great service that they do. And um, they have iced coffee, they have hot coffees, and just all different flavors. And they're always adding new products and featuring different things. You can buy their roasted coffee also. Makes them, that's, that makes a perfect gift. Somebody's looking to put together a gift basket. And, um, of course, you stop across the way over there and grab one of those Rufus dogs at the Market Grill. They're getting better every day. Better and better, I tell you. Um, those folks work hard to, to provide a good, tasty breakfast or lunch, and um, they're proud of, of what they do, and they always make it look good, So, especially those Rufus dogs. You know. Well, I was standing in line the last Saturday, and two people before me said, what's this Rufus dog thing? And, and the lady behind the... the Wendy said, well, turn around behind there. There's Rufus. He'll tell you what's in it. Rufus is always there. He is. He is always there. And, they, and they're using those good red wieners now. They are those brightly hot dogs that from, um, originated down in Smithfield, North Carolina. So mm-hmm. Nothing yeah. better than that. That's right. So uh, the, the restaurants filled, uh, the, the farmer's market restaurant filled up this morning? Oh, yes, and um, wonderful breakfast. Um, those homemade biscuits, there's nothing better. Um, you get a basket full of those brought to the table pretty much as soon as you get seated, and um, some molasses to go with it if you'd like. Hmm. And um, <clears throat> usually they have hush puppies as well um, at lunch, and they do daily lunch specials. And um, just good home country cooking, and um, nothing better than and all those wonderful things that you can enjoy over at the State Farmers Market Restaurant. And of course, if you're in the mood for seafood, we have our NC Seafood Restaurant, and both of those are great places to come and enjoy a meal. Bring the family out, um, have a meal, and just do some shopping. Purchase all those great fruits and vegetables so you can enjoy them all week long. Yeah. Uh, the... Uh Superside folks, I'm sure, have been providing a lot of, a lot of fescue sod this fall so far. I'm yes, sure that's been they busy. have truckloads coming in and going out, um, all kinds of sod, and they do a wonderful job down there. And um, as you guys know, they have the different bags of full. Um, hope that some blisters that came by a few weeks ago have been able to put some of that to use that they were able to pick up and. 
they want to hear back from everybody. So everybody let them know how they like that um, that potting mix that they got. It's a new mix they have that's formulated just for vegetables. So um, check that out. And if you're out in the market, come by and see what they have. And, of course, they have just original big yellow bags as well um, that you can purchase. And great for the for planting, whether it's a flower bed or vegetables. They do a great job. And um, lots of wonderful lawn care products down there and lots of good advice. They can help you with whatever you need. Market Imports is an interesting place to visit also. It is. They have just all sorts of furnishings for your home, for your garden. Um, They have container garden, or not gardens, but containers that you can make your own container garden. And um, you can pick out that perfect pot over there and then go down and fill it up with some beautiful plants down in our farmer's area. Wonderful. Such a great place to visit. Go there before or after uh, attending the state fair. And uh, there are there's a huge exhibit that y'all have, of course, uh, of agricultural products there in the Dorton Arena. There is. Um, <clears throat> if you're out at the state fair, be sure to go in there. Um, the cooking stage is in there with um, wonderful um different chefs from across the state of North Carolina that are coming in and doing cooking shows all throughout the day. You can you can take a seat and rest for a little bit and watch a cooking show, and they even invite some guests up on the stage to enjoy what they cook. So you might be one of those lucky chosen ones to do that. And on each Rufus? Side, what time is that? Yeah, what time is that? Rufus wants to yeah, go up there. Time. We'll have to check the schedule. Um, they have different ones throughout the day, so got to check them out. I was out there working in shift last night, and they tell you they were cooking up some good stuff had it smelling good in there well just go over there rufus and raise your hand that's right well, i, you I intend to be there this afternoon Monica. <laughs> you are going to be there this afternoon I'm, I'm going to go see the flower show i've got to always see the flowers mm-hmm. no matter what that's well, right if you stop by the dorton arena you raise your you let them know that you're there and see if they can get you up on that stage to enjoy one of their one of their meals from the show and as you're well, they don't know what they're getting into. I may break out with a song. Taste testing. You're the taste tester. Mm-hmm. You can do the taste I may, I may pretend that Loretta Lynn's up there with me singing. Might break out in song. How about that? <laughs> Miss Monica, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. You all come see us for here seven days a week. All righty. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, James is in Durham. James, you got empress tree problems, huh? Hey, James. Oh, James, we lost James. He had an empress tree. Johnny, are you familiar with the the empress tree that we see in the the spring? It's kind of leggy and tall, but Paulonia. Paulonia. they have. I think yeah. that's what he's talking about. Paulonia coming to us. Um, yeah, I don't know what issues he might be having with that. Some, um, of course, we all know weed is a fine out of place, and a lot of people think empress trees are are weeds. They they grow real fast and beautiful when they bloom. That oh, gorgeous. Uh, lavender purple blooms on them. They had a plot of them at the tobacco research station in uh, Oxford. For a while, they were, um, I think they were doing research as far as uh, wood, a par- possibly a forest tree and uh, harvested for, for wood products here in North Carolina. That is, uh, that. I think the research project has, has gone by the wayside, but um it is a it is a, a nice plant. It does reseed and um, end up in places where you don't particularly want them. Uh, in fact, I had one growing at the, at the extension office there in Oxford 
uh, not too long ago, it was actually in a, in a it, it was a week if it was out of place, could not grow where it was right beside a building. And may, that may be James's problem, but uh, I, I don't know how big this empress tree has has gotten. They yeah, yeah. they're kind of spindly too, aren't they? They don't they don't last very long. No, they. Uh, I don't I don't know exactly how long they do, but they're fast growing. Which yeah, James uh, that made it. James is back. Uh, James, we got a couple of minutes. Uh, hey, so you yeah. want to get rid of you want to get rid of the empress tree? Just have one. Hey, Mike and Rufus, this is James Van. I think we got mixed up. Hey, James. Hey, how are you? I'm very well. You, you, I see you're listening to us today. Absolutely. Listen to you almost every Saturday. Do you, uh, do you pick up any legal tips, any anything you can use in cases, James, uh, on the show? You know, I don't think legal tips would be appropriate on Saturday for gardening. <laughs> you know, that's just, I'm going to follow Rufus's lead. Yeah, okay. Um, so uh, what kind of problems? Is this uh, growing in the middle of your front yard or something? Or No, I think the, I think we got mixed up on the reason I was calling. I was calling about what y'all were talking about for acorns, and I agree with you. They have our, our oak trees have more acorns. We can't even walk. Uh, it's like you start skating down the yard. Yeah. But I, I was going to mention something to you. A friend of mine, Bob Kellison, I don't know if you know Bob, but Bob worked for NC State for years and I think he was a tree expert, but he used to have a sign in his yard off of um, somewhere in Rod. I can't remember what the street was. And he had a sign that said, Acorn, $3 per pound, you pick. (laughs) (laughs) Did he have any takers? (laughs) I don't know. Bring bring your scoop in a bushel basket. I know. I'm going to adopt this. His sign and put it in our yard. Say you pick. <laughs> well, James, I, I'm glad you called. We're, we've got to go to news, but do you want to hang on? No, I'm just going to keep listening. Thank you, guys. Y'all have Thank you, week. James. Please call us again. I will. Thank, Thank you, you so much for hey, listening. Looking forward to hearing from you, James. We'll be back Bye. on the Weekend Gardener at Camco. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF for the Weekend Gardener. Mike Riley here. Hi, <laughs> uh, again, I, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show. I'm the uh, special assistant to the Secretary General of Gardening. That's Rufus, <laughs> as proclaimed by uh, Governor McCory. So, how's that job going? That job's doing very well. doesn't pay very much, but... <laughs> Uh, it's got got benefits of being a secretary and a general. Yeah, and that's sort of a takeoff. When I was I was secretary of state one time, attorney general one time. So yeah, one time Jim Hunt was about to introduce me, and I said, well, "How shall I refer to you?" And I said, "Well, Governor, how about secretary general?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, and it just took cause off because I want to be like uh, that fellow. It was you, there was a fellow to you in one time named Butrus Butrus Golly Golly Golly, and he was called." Secretary General of the United of uh, UN. Yeah, and I said I want to be like Butrus, golly, golly, golly. Yeah. So it's Rufus, Rufus. Yeah, yeah, golly, <laughs> golly, <laughs> golly, <laughs> golly. We're at uh, Camco this morning. What a nice place to be, uh, Debbie. Uh, Debbie, you've taken a tour. I Tell have. us about your tour. Well, this not only is really an attractive business on the west side of sixty four, going from Pittsburgh to Siler City. I mean, uh, Pittsburgh to Siler City, yeah. but it's it, it's lovely. You come in; it is 
got everything you need. If you're a landscaper, you've got the grass seeds, the herbicides, the equipment to use it with. They have, uh, for your home, they have everything from bird seed and bird feeders, which is really important this time of year. And they have rakes and shovels. They even have rakes and gloves for children that want to get out there and help you rake the leaves yeah, right now. Of course, that's a great idea to do that. Cam, uh, uh, Cameron, you were certainly heavily involved with this business since it's named after you. Uh, so, yeah, you've got to know. Uh, all, yeah, all I just got stuff. a hot dog named after me, Cameron. Look at you. Look at you, you got, got a whole got business. A, you got a business with million. <laughs> And you know, million dollars worth of inventory around here named after you, and what I got a darn hot dog. One of your employees, a uh, young lady, uh, is wearing a T-shirt and and uh, shorts, and it's making me feel like I'm having circulation problems or something <laughs> because I'm I'm sitting here all wrapped up. Well, it's North Carolina. You've been wrapped twice. Yeah, I, I don't know. How about that? Well, it's uh, it's good to be young. <laughs> of, course, of course, Nate's all wrapped up too. I, I don't know. See, but so uh, they have um, uh, nursery plants. If you need some shrubs, uh, flowering or evergreen, they have those on out there. I'm sorry, Cam. You should be talking, but I'm just really pleased. Tell us about it, Cam. Have. Tell us about the mulches. Yeah. Uh, we just have your basic mulches: your brown, black, and red, and brown and I mean, we've got it all. I mean, That's hard. Is that heart all hardwood? Yes. Yeah, okay. and uh, we have a brown designer, which is your powerful. daddy's helping you. Out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. well, I know you've got people can order a truckload or whatever. But do you have mulch in the bags that people can put in the back of their car, or how do you handle that, Cameron? Uh, no, it's just by the yard. So we use our machines. We scoop it, and we have. Uh, bucket which is one yard and that's how we sell our mulch right right yeah yeah they'll spread it for you too sometimes you you know you don't have the time to get it out there and get it all spread throughout your beds and stuff they'll do it for you also yeah uh, and you certainly have the equipment out there i see somebody somebody's actually wiping the windows off this is a clean place it is it's bright it's uh cheerful it's a great place to be on a Saturday. Yeah, and it's, a, it's an excellent location. It's a lot of traffic here, and, and industry, so much industry is moving into this county. Uh, there are going to be, be a lot, lot more houses around. Pittsburgh is growing in from the east. Siler City is growing yeah. in from the west. So, it's uh, you're, you much know, needed. Yeah, so you've got a lot of people to supply. Uh, you know, all of the landscape supplies, the mulch and so forth. Mulch is, is so, Johnny, uh, mulch is so important for uh, plants, uh, especially, well, I mean, during all seasons, actually, but uh, they, they serve different purposes in the, the winter and summer. We uh, used to do a little bit of landscaping when we had the, the nursery way back when, and um, yeah, you put in a landscape, and it, it's not complete until you get that mulch down and uh, sort of ties all the plants together, especially in a natural area. Um, you know, aesthetically, it, it, it ties it all together, but it also serves as a um, you know, weed barrier and, and holds moisture in for the plant. And you know, a lot of people don't think about moisture in the, in the wintertime, but we have dry periods in, in the wintertime that you have to worry about that, so especially if you're putting in plants now, which is a good time to... to do some planting uh, in the landscape. Uh, you know, you have to pay attention to that, that moisture. You know, we don't 
it doesn't evaporate and, and moisture doesn't go away as fast this time of year. But if we get dry, you know, in, in December, January, uh, you need to pay attention to that, and that mulch helps keep that moisture there. So. Well, John, do you advocate changing mulch every year, doing away with the year's worth of mulch and putting in, when I say new, cured mulch, I, I just leave mine and sort of spread it out. You know, it's, it degrades. I, I use a lot of pine straw because and, and I grew up down east, but that certainly degrades. Uh, yeah. The hardwood mulch, yeah. less so. Yeah. But. yeah. I, I, I like the organic mulches because uh, they do add to the soil. You know, they do help build your soil, the organic yeah. out of your soil. And they do decay. You know, I, I think I mentioned earlier, you, just, you don't want to put, we mentioned the two to three inch layer of mulch around. Um, in the beds and around the, the plants. Um, but each year, you may not need to put that two to three inches on there. So, as you were mentioning, if, if you leave it there, it does degrade. It may go down to an inch or so. You're just going to top dress it the next time. You don't have to put down um, quite as much. You don't want to put it as deep um, mm-hmm. as you apply it. You know, all of a sudden, you've got six to eight inches of mulch there on top of the roots. And, um, what happens is, you know, the roots will grow up into that, and that's the first layer that's going to dry out, and you'll have to drought stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, uh, there was a fellow up home well, about five years ago. I was at home, and he and he said, I've got this maple tree that died out there. And I said, well, let me see it. I went there. He had a, a rock wall built around the thing about four feet tall. It was filled to the top with mulch and dirt, and I said, well, no wonder. You killed it. You just simply killed it. You gave it no room to breathe. And so that that's that's true. And, and yeah, things like that happen slowly. Um, so people, it's hard to convince them that that's what happened. It's like, well, it's been like that for four or five years. And like, yeah, well, it just took that long for it to fully, fully to come to it. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's a big a big issue. People um, don't think about the root system. You know, they, they see the top, but they don't think about the root system. Yeah, if you're going to put something under a tree, I, I recommend things like like a, a, a vine or something like that. Don't don't pile up a lot of dirt around a tree to try to build a mini garden around a tree because the tree's going to compete with everything's going to compete for compete for water and nutrients. Moisture, and, nutrients. Um, you know, it, it is it is a hard thing to um, to consider this device right quick. Stick you a couple of hellebore under there, and they they you can't kill them. No, you certainly can't. And of course, uh, permatil, Debbie, uh, is is something we should always use with molds. Or we found out this morning you can use the, use it as a mold in some cases. Permatil is uh, is what I consider the uh, reservoirs for storage of air and moisture in the soil. It's a permanent application. It does not replace the need for organics in the soil. However, organics really need a balance of air and moisture to be able to break down and become soluble and available for the root system. So, um, and we have discovered, we have learned through our our expert connections in the horticulture industry, and you learn that uh, in this in the industry, anyways. That roots will migrate as deeply as they can to escape hot surface temperatures or even cold surface temperatures, 
to an insulative part of the soil, a depth of the soil, if there is air and moisture both present, they will root there. And that's going to give you more drought resilience in the summertime. It's going to protect the roots from severe cold in the wintertime, and it's going to allow excess water to move away. Many arborists in North Carolina and actually, uh, actually arborists in general use uh, expanded porous aggregates when they're doing um, root therapy, when they're doing vertical mulching, radial trenching, when they're invigorating root zones of trees that are stuck growing in tight soils yeah. or they're staying at the surface because the subsoil is too tight, they will use things like uh, expanded slate permatil. Yeah. How's that? Uh, I know that when they're doing that, we've had a, a liquid root thing done a couple times on saving a, a red tip. This is the most expensive red tip in the world, Mike. But we've saved it. And how how do they inject, say, the permatil in into that? Well, they use soil. they use hydraulic tools, air knives, and air spades, and they create. First of all, they, they locate the, the, the vital roots of the tree, the, the, very, the hair roots, the tree can lose those in, in working in the soil. But I'm not sure is it, if a root is one to two inches in diameter, you shouldn't damage it. But they will, they will uh, use these very sophisticated tools to blow the soil away from these important roots, and then they will uh, create trenches or uh, vertical uh, vertical trenches or radial trenching deep holes around underneath the tree canopy out into uh, the existing landscape around and they'll create deep reservoirs and then they'll backfill those holes and those trenches with a combination of a porous aggregate like permatil and different nutrients and organics blended just for getting that tree back on its feet and Sounds like being a, healthy. a dedicated heart operation or a brain operation. You know, a good arborist is worth this, what you pay him. I'm telling you, they know what they're doing. It'd be so. a lot less for my brain. It wouldn't take a lot of work. I would add, add to that to make sure that, that, yeah, that you let the professionals do that. That's not something you probably want to try yourself. So Definitely agreed. not. Agreed. Yeah, that's something Cameron would not want to rent, I think. Balance there with those root systems. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I like what you said earlier. And, you know, in herbaceous plants, it's easy to see um, that uh, they're, they're not doing well. They're not happy. Soil's too wet, too dry. Something has, has caused it to start to decline and die. But when we mess around around tree root zones, when they become happy, it can take a couple years for them to start showing you that they are in decline. Yeah. And so it's hard to connect the two. Why is this happening? So that's why it's good to... Even yeah. Even poor planting, you know, I, I've seen trees that were poorly planted and that not show up for 20 or 25 years. That mm -hmm. the, you know, it, and it all comes back to how it was actually planted. Um, you know, from the original. Uh, Agreed. Which were not handled correctly at planting, then you know, it can show up years later. Cameron, uh, you learning something this morning? Oh yeah, I'm learning quite a bit. You learning anything about radio? Nah, a little it's a bit. terrible profession. <laughs> it's a, just an awful profession. You want to stay out of it. So uh, give give us an idea again of of, of the mulches and uh, about the rental products that you have. Uh, we have a, a lot of our rental products. We have uh, aerators, hedge trimmers, weed eaters. Uh, Great time to aerate that fescue lawn. Oh yeah, lawn. we've been rating a lot of aerators lately. I bet. And uh, we've been selling a lot of seed along with that and lime fertilizer, all that stuff. So. 
kind of whatever you've got or if you have a little little yard we have little 25 pound bags or if you've got a big couple acres we've got 50 pound bags so whatever you've got i mean we've got it we aerators we got pull behinds pushing i mean we got it all how uh, how little uh, and how much uh, i guess as much as you want of the of the uh uh the mulches but how little mulch can somebody just come in and get a small amount or yeah we uh we just now have gotten a half yard bucket so we can now sell about half yards Okay. So we have half yards all the way up to one, and we have most two. people need a lot more than that. Yeah, so. most people buy around five to six yards. So. Yeah, but I mean, we anything you, we gave you any amount, and y'all will put it out. Oh yeah, we distribute we, it. Yeah, we can also put it out if you would like. Um, bring it to you, put it out, and get everything done for you because not everybody can. <laughs> that's <do> work. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's what people want these days. They don't. They they want somebody else to do the work. Yeah, I know. And I do occasionally. Uh, I, all of us do certainly, and and it's nice to have the experts do it for you. It's a better investment, I think, to especially if you're if you're planting a tree, for instance. If you just uh, prevent what Debbie was talking about, roots that are all curled up and and cannot expand. Uh, don't put a ten dollar plant in a fifty cent hole. Is what. The Tar Heel Gardener used to say, John Harris. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Cameron, do y'all have a radius of um, delivery? Do y'all have an area that y'all? Uh, yeah, well, we have a one to five mile is uh, forty dollars. Five to ten is fifty, and then ten to fifteen is sixty, and then anything after sixteen miles is seven dollars per mile. Do y'all do y'all fly any to uh, Florida or anything? They just <laughs> y'all transport y'all got a lot of equipment here. I didn't didn't see a plane though. Yeah. So no. you can't do that. But uh, that's great. You're you're really expanding. Chatham County's a fairly large county. Yeah, it's it's growing pretty fast and yeah. uh, hopefully it's coming this way so everything's really gonna I start believe going. it. I believe it is. Oh, it is. And, you know, people love to garden. And it's not just that they don't want to spread their own mulches. It's a time thing. You know, we got yeah. kids. we got it's activities. You know, it's just, <laughs> well, and as you get, we get my age, it could become a back thing. Sure. Yeah, so, well, you, you know. got a backhoe here. <laughs> That's right. You ought to have a backhoe out at your place. I love a backhoe. You got, they've got a neat one right out there. I'd love to drive that baby. Hmm. Well, I don't know if they have enough liability insurance. <laughs> yeah. I remember driving a tractor one time, and I, I, was, uh, I was moving out. But I was having some problems with the braking system. It, uh, the tractors don't like to brake no, they, the they, way they, that... No, it's a very poor braking system on the old farm tractor. So I, I finally figured it out just before I, I hit the, uh, the mobile home that was out there on near Car Lake. That was when I was working at a... Methodist camp, and we were doing some work up at the Methodist camp wow. up there. And uh, I'm, I'm really glad that I didn't go through that mobile home. <laughs> uh, I had a little business when I was growing up. I had a, 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 I would plow gardens in the morning with a 52 Ford tractor, go to school, come back that afternoon, and go back and disc them up to make them smooth off. And I remember I was. I was 13, 14, 15 years old, and on Saturday nights, my brother David had a 1955 Ford, was it Fairlane? You, you, Ford Fairlane, yeah. A convertible. And he would take me out to collect my debts. 
And I remember this one guy that never. Did you have a gun me. with you? And I, I and I've I've looked at his grave many a time and think I hope you're glad you didn't pay me that five dollars <laughs> you owed me. But but I Johnny I had a good little business going. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Have you still got that business? No. <laughs> I, I had so many wonderful times though. It, go Real up, entrepreneur. Go up to Boone and Plow Gardens. You do a plow fur back up because you had to figure out how you couldn't the the, the garden plots plots were so small right you, you didn't need a power back up hit another one yeah I, I became very expert at that did you plow with a mule ever I worked a horse one time we didn't we didn't we you had didn't an old a mule, mule uh, my brothers told about having an old mule named Toby who would lay down for about three days and wouldn't get up and so they decided to get get shed of that I bet of that mule and go with old Bill that I worked with. A horse, huh? The horse. How about that? All right, uh, we're going to take a break here at Camco on Highway 64. Just I think you should have hearing all that from me. Yeah, I think we need a break. We'll come back and talk with Paul and Wendell here on WPTF's Weekend Gardener. <laughs> 